Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hi, welcome back. This will be from Philippians chapter 4. The heading reads, Stand fast in the Lord. We believe in being honest, true, and chaste. Hmm, that sounds familiar. Verse 1, Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved, and longed for, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I beseech you, Odious, and beseech Saitichi, that they be of the same mind in the Lord. And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, or associate. Now, I want you to pay attention to this one. This was interesting, the word yoke fellow here. In light of the special relationship Paul had with the Philippian church, one of the saints addressed in the Philippian letter deserves special attention. In his letter, Paul made special reference to a woman at Philippi calling her his true yoke fellow. My first professor of Greek, Wilfred Griggs, wrote of his of this verse in an I have a question response in the Ensign several years ago. As part of his answer to the question, was Paul married, Brother Griggs wrote, and then there's these Greek words that I can't pronounce, the words translated true yoke fellow are here taken as feminine and is a noun that means wife. Ancient commentators believe that Paul was addressing his wife. And this is the most sensible translation of the Greek in this context. If he were married at the time, one would expect Paul to leave his wife with a faithful group of saints, where she would least suffer from want and lack of support during his absence. Both her presence in Philippi and the love of the of the members there for, for Paul would account for the constant communication with the apostle, and if this interpretation is true, it is natural that Paul would ask his wife to assist some of the women who had done so much on his behalf. That, again, was by Bruce Satterfield and Wilford Griggs. Verse, uh, I'm sorry, continuing verse 3. Help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord alway, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be afflicted in, for, Be afflicted for nothing or don't be unduly concerned about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep or guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Milton R. Hunter said, Our Savior declared to a modern prophet, He who doeth works of righteousness shall receive his reward, even peace in this world and eternal life in the world to come. The peace spoken of in this modern revelation is the peace that results from a clear conscience. It is that peace which comes when one stands void of offense against God and man. James E. Faust said, One reason for the spiritual sickness of our society is that so many do not, do not know or care about what is morally right and wrong. So many things are justified by the basis of expediency and the acquiring of money and goods. In recent times, those individuals and institutions that have had the courage to stand up and speak out against adultery, dishonesty, violence, gambling, and other forms of evil are often held up to ridicule. Many things are just plain and simply wrong, whether they are illegal or not. Those who persist in following after the civil thing or after the evil things of the world cannot know the peace of God which passeth all understanding.
Verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are, are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. It sounds like Article of Faith number 13, doesn't it? The gospel embraces all truth. Every good thing comes from God. If the world has any edifying principle, any sound practice, any true doctrine, it is automatically accepted by the true church. Converts to the church never forsake anything they believe which is good and true. They simply gain the added light and knowledge which God has given by revelation to his servants, the prophets. If you think about it, what have we gained from the world as a church? We've gained uh, Sunday school as one thing. Verse 9, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now and at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein ye also were careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therefore to be content. I know both how to be abased or humble, and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I am instructed both to the full and to, the hung and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me, notwithstanding ye have well done, that ye did communicate or participate with my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. Of all the congregations Paul had organized, only the Philippian congregation remembered Paul in his times of trouble by sending him needed physical and financial help. Verse 16, For even in Thessalonica, Ye sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound, and I, I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of, of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by, by Christ Jesus. Now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Salute every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren which are with me greet you, and all the saints salute you, chiefly that they are of Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. So that's the end of the chapter and the book, and we'll see you next time. Bye.